0: I am John Morris, and this is the John Morris Show, the web design podcast dedicated to helping you get more clients so you can earn more income and do more of the things you love. You can find the podcast online and submit your questions at John Morrisonline.com slash John Morris Show. And now for the show. The John Morris Show. Your life on code. Ladies and gentlemen, John Morris. Some clients just suck. There's really no nice way to put it, and learning how to expose and avoid them before you let them hire you will keep you from tearing your hair out. Now, it can be fun to joke about, but dealing with hellish clients is actually really serious. That's because getting good at avoiding clients who just don't fit well with your personality and how you operate is going to help you avoid getting seriously burnt out and overwhelmed. And I've been there myself and 90% of the reason was me dealing with clients that I really was not a good fit for. So in this video, I'm going to show you how to avoid clients from hell before they ever hire you. So stay tuned. Now, having been at this for 10 plus years, I've had my fair share of clients from hell. For example, there was a time I had four to five hours worth of coding work dropped on me at 7 p.m. on a Sunday night, and they, of course, needed it done by early the next morning. There was also the client who accidentally copied me on a nasty email that she had sent to her coworkers and was bringing up stuff that they of course had never uh, ever mentioned to me. And of course you always have the clients who disappear for three or four months at a time and then show up out of nowhere and need a bunch of stuff done in the next two days. So I've been there, I've experienced that and I know what it's like. But here's what I figured out. Most of all of that was my fault. Now it wasn't my fault in the sense that I did something shady and i deserved what i got but it was in my fault in the sense that i was taking on any client that i could and i wasn't really honing in on my most ideal clients and only working with them now when you do that when you take on any client you can get you're setting yourself up for lots and lots of heartache and pain and if you think about it it's really kind of dumb because Here you are getting paid thousands of dollars to build what is probably at that time that person's most prized possession. And oftentimes, we as developers and and on the client side too, we hardly take any time to actually get to know each other and know what each other's boundaries are and figure out if we're a good match for one another. So it's no wonder that it turns out bad. But you can fix it. So, here's some examples of things that I've learned over the years that help me to find someone that is a good match of a client. So, for example, I know, first off, that 85% of the people who follow me online are male. However, I generally, generally relate better to women simply because of my personality and what I value. They're oftentimes more similar to what women value and how their personality works. And yes, I'm a big softy. So... <laughs> I generally relate better to women. Second, I know that roughly 70% of the people who follow me are ages 24 to 40, but I tend to relate to people who are 50 or older a lot better. Uh, and again, that just comes to my down to my personality, my values, and so forth. I also know that I have two very distinct groups of followers uh, online and And they have two very different sets of ambitions. And so they require two completely different sets of messaging. And there's a whole lot more that I've learned uh, about the people that I interact with online. And I learned all that by tracking and paying attention to it. And then adjusting how I communicate uh, with those people. And then just seeing how it plays out. And so it allows me to identify what my most ideal client or customer is and then be able to adjust my messaging accordingly to be able to attract those people. And so when I go to market anything I do, I understand exactly how to craft the message to attract the right people for the right project. All right. So the big question is, how do you do it? How can you implement this in your business? So. There's uh, three things or or three factors that I use to target my clients in three very distinct ways. First off is demographics. So again, I talked about knowing that you know 85% of my followers are male, knowing that you know, 70% are ages 24 to 40, and so forth. I track demographics, and then I pay attention to the people that I interact with and have good relationships with and get an idea of what their demographics are. So I can know who's following me and what their demographics are and I also uh, can know the ones that I interact with the best. Second is interests and in keywords. So I know what the general interest is but I also know the language they use. Okay, So I know the words they're using to talk about their interests and I can identify and reach out to those people. The third is what i call the core identity this is knowing who they are on a deep emotional personal level so all these things combined give me the information i need to understand what makes my best clients tick and how to reach them on all the various platforms uh, that are out there and attract them to me all right so let's break this down in detail let me show you step by step what you need to do so the first step is you need to start tracking your uh demographics now most ad networks or platforms that are out there have at least some variation of demographic targeting. So uh, if you want to be able to target, once you identify who your ideal clients are and what their demographics are, uh, then you can go about targeting them in all these different ad platforms. If you don't know those demographics, then you can't target them on those platforms. Okay? So you need to have uh, an idea of what those demographics are. Now, probably the easiest way to track demographics is Facebook. To uh, either upload a spreadsheet of existing leads or clients into Facebook or to add tracking code to your website to be able to and set up a custom audience to be able to uh, track those people in real time and get an idea of their demographics. Now, being able to do this for existing clients would be the best. However, Facebook needs uh, thousands and thousands of people to be able to show you all the demographics that are available simply because they don't want too smaller groups because then it starts to get into showing you almost individual people's demographics and that starts to get into uh, privacy violations and so forth. So you need lots and lots of people to be able to see the demographics. So most people, most freelancers, most businesses... Probably aren't going to have thousands and thousands of clients uh, for service work, so the best way to do this then is to be uh, tracking your leads. So you can kind of start to assume that your leads and your clients are going to be uh, somewhat similar, and and you'll you'll be able to get an idea of general demographics of leads so that you you can target those those people. Uh, Of course, you again always want to pay attention to your clients and who you get along with best and so forth and use that, but uh, the Facebook tracking will give you a good idea of who's actually coming and and who they are, what their demographics are, and so forth. So once you have the demographics set up, you can go into Facebook Insights and it'll tell you all of the different demographics for those specific people. And again, pay attention to the interactions that you have uh, and start to get an idea of the ideal demographics that you want to target so that when you go out to do any any form of advertising and you need to know demographics, you can have those demographics in place. And plus, it helps you to understand in general the type of person you're talking to and, and some of uh, the things that they, they might be dealing with and what they want to hear. And it helps later when we get into the core identity. It's not going to be foolproof, but it'll give you kind of a rough idea of what you're working with. The next is step two is to identify important interests and keywords. So you probably already have a good idea of the general interests. So for example, uh, in my the services I'd offer, I know people are interested in WordPress, they're in, interested in membership sites, they're interested in wishlist member. I, I know the general interests and you're probably going to know that as well. But you, you also need to get specific with the words that they use, or the language they use to talk about those interests. Uh, because that language is going to be important again for ad platforms that you might the, that you might work with and also when you're writing your content creating your content you really want to use the same language uh, that those people are using so a good example of this is for a long time I was uh, as I started getting into teaching freelancing I was targeting freelance clients I was using that word because that was my word what I found out is that um, most of my clients actually talk about web design clients, n- not uh, freelance clients. And so that helped me to change <clears throat> change my language so that it matched what those people were doing. And then I could start to uh, also advertise content and services uh, more specifically. So you need to know the language. It's going to help you with SEO. It's going to help you with ad platforms. It's going to help you your content just resonate better uh, with your clients. So... Uh, you can th- probably the easiest way to do this is to just do a Google search for Google Keyword Planner and go into that tool and just start playing around and use the Get Ideas uh, kind of tool to type in keywords and see what people are looking for and start broad and then really hone in on what is your kind of target language that you want to use for what it is that you're doing. All right. Step three is then to connect emotionally with the core identity of your ideal client. So here you want to really get to know who they are, their hopes and dreams, their fears, their values uh, and all that stuff. So you're trying to connect with them on an emotional level because you'll instantly gain more trust and be immediately more persuasive. When you can connect with someone emotionally, it really kind of brings down their defenses and allows you to then be able to actually communicate with them. So, a really good way to do this, the way I do this is to take some time and think about your uh, ideal client's typical day. what does that look like, and describe it in in detail so i I call my uh, core customer, my core client uh Sally, and uh, as I went through this, I started to realize that Sally looked a lot like my mother. Now, my mother wasn't a single mother because you know her and my dad are still together. However, my dad was in a bad car accident we were, when we were young. He's what they call a high-functioning paraplegic. So uh, most of his adult life has been uh, being a paraplegic. And so my mom, in a lot of ways, had a similar experience to single mothers, uh, taking care of me and my five brothers and also taking care of my dad, being the main breadwinner. I saw her working jobs that she hated you know, day after day, year after year, simply to provide for us, Uh, And really giving up all her hopes and all her dreams to be able to take care of me and my brothers. And so, when I start to look at who my client is and who it is that I really want to help, they look a lot like that. That's why I relate better to females. Uh, You know, that's why I relate better to people who are a little bit older because my mom's a little bit older. Uh, My mom's you know over sixty. So uh, all those things kind of feed into one another. When you start to be able to connect with those people emotionally, I can. I can talk about my mom's experience. I can I can relate to those people so much better than maybe someone else because I watched my entire childhood growing up, my mom go through that. And so I know exactly what it's like. Uh, I know what it's like to be the child in that instance. So I can really, uh, relate to that. All right, so you want to take some time to sit down and think about that and describe their typical day. So literally describe every single event. And if I were to go back and describe my mom's typical day, Uh, I could do that in great detail when we were growing up, and uh, so, you know, you just, when they wake up, what's the first thing they do, Uh, if they eat breakfast, what they eat, uh, where they go from there, if they take kids to school, if they go to a job, what their job is like, how they feel that whole time, what they do once they're done back from their job, you know, all of those different things describe in detail what their typical day is like. So, once you do that, you're going to start to get an idea of what their life is really like and their hopes and dreams and the things that scare them, the things they fear, the things that excite them, the things that motivate them and drive them. You're going to get a lot better idea of all of that. It's going to help you to connect with them better emotionally and uh, it's also going to help you to be able to craft your message, messaging a lot more effectively, all right? so that's step three uh the the core identity of who your core client is now here's the side benefit of all doing all of this when you do all of this we go back to our original point which is how to avoid clients from hell someone who's not a good fit for you when you do all of this is going to stick out like a sore thumb and you're going to know immediately that they're not right for you and if you take them on as a client at some point down the road it's probably going to turn out bad so you can avoid that altogether from the start if you so choose so that's what's going to uh... make your life a lot easier because then you're going to be able to look for the clients that you know are going to be a good fit you know are going to be a good match uh... and and you're going to have a good rapport and good relationship with them because you can connect with them uh... emotionally alright so those are the three steps to do it so now here's your challenge ideas are great which is what we've talked about in uh, this video but you only get results with action so here's what i want you to do right now to get started with all this take some time today and write two to three pages describing your ideal clients typical day and describe it in as much detail as you can Now it's not going to be perfect this first time my first time was kind of vague you know, you know it, it wasn't perfect but it's gonna reveal things to you that you probably never noticed before and then you can go back and write it a second time and a third time and a fourth time and by the time you get to like the, the fifth or sixth time you're gonna have some very great detail it's gonna be something that when you read it it's gonna make you emotional every time i read what i've written uh, about my ideal client i get emotional because it takes me right back to growing up as a child uh, and and what my mom went through so each time you revise it is going to get better and better Until you reach a point that you know you have your clients uh, Pegged emotionally and you know exactly how to communicate to, with them to attract them to you So go do this right now and let me know what you discover in the comments below All right once you're done with that there's two more things that I would uh, Encourage you to do first off if you haven't yet, you'll see a subscribe button somewhere around here go ahead and click the subscribe button to subscribe to this channel so that you can get more videos just like this one that are gonna help you down your web design career path the second thing that I encourage you to do is to head on over to JohnMorrisOnline.com and on that you're gonna see the opportunity to download a free report that I've created for you which is called seven strategies to turn your code into cash and in that report I lay out seven different strategies on how you can uh, monetize your coding skills uh, and help you create more income for yourself as a web designer. So go over there, it's absolutely free. You can go ahead uh, and download that and, and, and you'll have access to that report so you can start monetizing your code and fast forward your career as a web designer. Again, thanks for watching and I'll talk to you later.